Foster's open science ambitions may have been sparked by questions of whether the public can trust scientists, but as the concept of crowdsourcing creeps onto scene, this question has been switched to ask, can scientists trust the public? EFSA invited several speakers to share their crowdsourcing and intelligent computer experiences last week at its conference in Milan. We asked Executive Director Bernard Earle what role he saw these new technologies playing in EFSA's future. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating new tool also for science to broaden the evidence base, to get input from, I call it now the crowd. There are many examples where citizens support science by observations, sending photos, observing bees or birds or stars or whatever. A huge contribution to the advancement of science. For a risk assessment question, I, I think this the future will go into this direction, but there are many questions. How, how do you make sure that this is a valid contribution? What about conflicts that come from, from what conflicts this person could have, what interests? How do you do the quality assurance in, in a crowdsourcing process? So many questions that are unsolved, unresolved, but uh, we will investigate this yeah. as FSOL. So we will try to work with this in you know, small scale pilot projects. So do you have any plans for pilots? Well, at, at the moment we are trying to uh, to settle the field where we are, what are the experiences of others, where could we, where could we step in? From my point of view, maybe we, we are not, we will not go out to the crowd, to the to, to the overall public in the first step. But you could imagine, or I could imagine that if we have a difficult scientific question that, for example, uh, has to do with cardiology, why couldn't we approach the European Society of Cardiologists, ask them a question? They could distribute this via their networks. And we would have, ex have access to thousands of scientists that usually don't work with EFSA. And for them, it would be a question of two hours or maybe even 30 minutes to make a comment on that. And so we could, we could um, tap into a completely new universe of expertise that we don't have at the moment. And that's fascinating for me. How could we use modern technology to tap into, I call it the, the, the black sea of unknown expertise that we don't have at the moment because we have our panels, we have the working groups, but there are so many other scientists out there with knowledge and for specific questions, we could collect this knowledge. Like you said, the, the issue of kind of conflicts of interest would be interesting within that. Some people that said that even within your panel members, there should be conflicts of interest recorded for the institutions that they, that they work for. So if then you then crowdsource that out, then you would have the conflicts of interest for those people and then also the conflicts of interest potentially for the institutions. For the organisation they work with. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a relevant question. Mm. That's a relevant question, but in, a, in our panel process, for example, we have 21 experts in one panel. So even if one person would have a hidden interest that we are not aware of, this person could not influence the decision-making in uh, with uh, 20 other colleagues. So mm. there's also a safeguard by this collective decision-making process. What kind of time scale do you, do you see for that? <laughs> Five years, maybe. <laughs> it's not tomorrow. No, no. Uh, with data, we are investigating now different options, how, how we could use machine learning. For the crowdsourcing, I'm, I, I would not dare to say when will be the first EFSA crowdsourcing exercise. I don't know.